It's another explosive episode of Florida's Fourth Estate. A Florida man builds his own fireworks using recipes from terrorists. Did he invite like lady friends over to this house? Because there was a live grenade under his bed. Plus, your vote counted all right again and again. But at least one official agrees she wasn't ready for this. We didn't anticipate that we would have to run 100% of our ballots through these old machines. We anticipated we would have a pretty quiet midterm election as we used to. Part of your job is to prepare <laughs> for the worst case scenario, especially when you're in charge of our democracy. And our guest this week grew up an only child, but found out she had 46 half siblings. What happens when you meet the sperm donor who helped give you life? I was super nervous because I didn't know whether or not to shake his hand, do I hug him, do I not touch him at all, personal yeah. space. Hi there, and welcome to Florida's Fourth Estate. We have another amazing episode for you this week. Another. My name is Matt Austin. I'm Ginger Gadsden. And we have a guest who I brought in. Ginger is so happy to tell everybody how many siblings she has. She rubs it in. To everyone I, she meets. It's just a fact. It's a Matt. fact that she's special and she has 15 <laughs> people in her, 15 siblings in her family. Yeah, I'm one of 15 kids. That's right. Well, guess what? We got 46 siblings over here. <laughs> Kiani Arroyo. Fine. <laughs> you can she, stay this She time. wins. <laughs> and the way she found these 46 siblings is absolutely fascinating. It's crazy. And we are so excited to bring you Kiani's story. Before we talk about your amazing story, though, we got to get Floridians up to date on what the heck is going on in our state. Do we even understand what's happening right now? So I want to welcome you to 2000, because that's <laughs> where it seems like we are politically Bush now. <laughs> She's like, what? Who are you talking <laughs> I wasn't about? Born then. Okay, so Florida, how do I love the let me recount the ways? We're right in the midst of a recount right now. We just had midterm elections. Yep. And everything went really well, and that's all I want to say about that. <laughs> no. No, no, it didn't go really well. We are still, as we are uh, recording this podcast, we're still counting votes here in Florida. Three races came in very, very close to the big, big ones. Well, the yeah. three are really big. There's uh, the one for the U.S. Senate and also the race for governor mm -hmm. and the Agriculture of Commissioners. Agriculture race of is, Commissioners. Yeah. Very. Uh, it's very crazy. Close, yeah. So we're in the midst of recounting all of these votes again and it's like deja vu all over again where we just can't seem to get it right and there are certain counties that are pretty famous in florida for not getting it right again and again mm -hmm. and we have she my is, home <laughs> county is especially is it palm beach county yep. is that thanks matt <laughs> and, and so you know the supervisor of elections they are responsible for making sure that this all goes smoothly because they know the election's coming right yeah. do you do you think Everyone should have known that this was midterm. I think, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's you a answer short the answer. question. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. She, she asked. Okay. She but, so <laughs> we've done a lot of stories on this, and we want to bring you just a little bit of our Clay Lepard report from Palm Beach County when he talks to the person who's in charge of counting these votes. Her team has been busy using ballot counting machines that can only do one race at a time. She's also handling a machine recount for a local House District seat. 
On top of the deadline, the machines here are 11 years old and showing their age. Technicians needed to be flown in after some of the machines overheated yesterday. We didn't anticipate that we would have to run 100% of our ballots through these old machines. We anticipated we would have a pretty quiet midterm election as we used to. I guess that's not the new norm. Okay. Now, you didn't anticipate having to use your machines in a recount in the state of Florida. And she didn't anticipate having this many people turn out for these midterms because they're normally quiet. But had she picked up a newspaper or watched, I don't know, a, a newscast, she would have known that this was going to be a very, very contentious uh, time for us. Part of your job is to prepare for the worst case scenario, especially when you're in charge of our democracy, Which basically, is, yeah. at this time. Uh, it didn't happen. It's unreal. It so, is unreal. Well, it's also unreal that they have machines that are overheating. <laughs> that part made me laugh. What but kind of really engines do they funny. have in I, those things? I don't know. Enough. Little squirrels inside they, running as fast as they can they have on the Priuses. Wheel. We need some Hemis <laughs> up in those things. Another crazy story we have is out of Volusia County, and this one is relatively insane so there's this guy there neighbors say he's really into building rockets mm -hmm. and homemade fireworks oh. and he likes to add a little extra special powder in there mm. how did he find the recipe for this well apparently on youtube he found it from al-qaeda this is oh. an explosive terrorist use and let me have you listen to a reporter named lauren corn as well as the explosion that these things caused. Good to go. Deputy said they also found a homemade grenade inside his bedroom, along with bomb-making materials and a highly volatile explosive chemical known as Mother of Satan that's used by terrorist organizations. Could you find a worse name than Mother of Satan for the, you know, when you're type, I think this is a low point in your life when you go to YouTube and you're typing in Mother of Satan. Well, to, I feel like it tells you what you're going to get. <laughs> and what he was looking for, certainly. Yep. Did you see that thing? I mean, you heard it, but it really could have done some damage. Oh, yeah. The bomb squad blew it up so it wouldn't hurt anyone. They had several explosions out there. The bomb squad blew it up. And this stuff, it's called TATP. And apparently he liked to sprinkle it in his fireworks because it made him brighter and louder. And I am sure the neighbors just love this guy. It sounds like you're cooking something when you say, oh, he's like to just sprinkle a little powder in it to make it a little, you know, oh, that needs a little more powder to make just it more Just a little explosive. dash of this, bam. And now I'm concerned about, did he invite like lady friends over to this house? Because there was a live grenade under his bed and like maybe hey, he was saying, Maybe he's into some weird stuff, who knows? We're gonna have an explosive night, honey. <laughs> I mean that. Jeez. You're taking I mean, my mind down a whole different rabbit hole now but i mean that's terrifying he's got a live grenade under his bed that's okay yeah all right not safe we need to not move good on yeah let's move on before we get censored again. okay so have you ever been kicked out of a restaurant me either <laughs> <laughs> a woman You're young you've probably been kicked out of a restaurant huh no okay so there's a woman in saint petersburg and she might have been a little hammered and she was in the red lobster Okay. Which I love a Red Lobster. I love their cheesy biscuits. Those biscuits. Yeah, they're oh, really good. Yeah. Well, this woman really, um, she got kicked out. And on the way out the door, she decided to take a little souvenir. I would have grabbed a biscuit. Oh, I would have I'd have taken a bucket of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she did a little better than that. She, she grabbed a live lobster and walked out the door with it. Reaches in <laughs> the tank. 
grabs the lobster with its little rubber bands on its claws and I mean, goes, get you. I'm taking this with me. <laughs> That's just... I mean, it's just, you know, in this state, we have a steep history of people shoving various meat products in their pants and things like that when they go to stores. And I'm just happy that she just carried this out and didn't try and shove it anywhere yeah. to disguise it. But I'm sorry. Kiani is just right. immediately regretting joining this podcast. She's like, why am I here again? Yeah. We're sorry. But this is the state you live in now. Yeah. We don't Welcome know if you're going to gonna stay here. We hope you do. You'll like, class is, up the place. This is why I don't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she's in a little bit of trouble for stealing the, the yeah. lobster from Red Lobster. But I guess maybe she thought everybody got a lobster on the way out. because uh, uh, She told police, she said, I'm sorry, I'm blacked out drunk. That is why I did this. So stay, She's honest. Stay off the bottle, Kiani, okay? <laughs> I'll try my best. All right, Words of you. wisdom she's, to live she's by She's 21, right there. so I just figured we can... Yeah. You can tell her that. Hey, time for our favorite segment. Yay. It is the Floridian of the Week. This is a good one. Oh, yeah. This one I had to watch several times. <laughs> so we have some surveillance video of a gentleman who stripped down into his underwear. Oh, is he taking a bath? And, oh, yep, no. there he is. You see the bath? <laughs> Wow. Okay. So this is a guy, if you're listening to this, there's a gentleman uh, on surveillance <laughs> in his underwear. And uh, ironically enough, he's wearing Crocs. And you can see right in this video that he gets he jumps into a crocodile enclosure. This is in St. Augustine. Here's a picture of the guy. And uh, he, he broke into the place. And this is him. There's some body cam video of the police. He's that, limping because he's he got someone- attacked by a Nile crocodile. In his underwear, in the middle of the night, he broke into the place. That guy's, you know, I hate the phrase lucky to be alive, but that dude's lucky to be alive. I mean, he escaped the jaws of that crocodile. Look at it. It's just, it did the death roll, right? I think the crocodile was like, dude, I don't even, I feel bad about this. (laughs) Like, this is too easy. You're jumping into my enclosure. You're not even delicious. You taste (laughs) gamey. I'm going to let you go. Yeah, you taste of alcohol. (laughs) It's like the gator's like blowing a flame out of his mouth after biting the guy. Oh my gosh. It's just, you know, you you heard you hear that story and you're like, Am I here? And then you see yeah. video, it's like, oh my gosh. I know. So I'm always uncomfortable. You ever go to one of those crocodile plate, the gator gator land or something like that? Oh, definitely. And then you're worried like Oh, God, I hope I don't slip or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or find myself diving in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have those wooden bridges, and, like, the wooden planks are a little too far apart. You just see the gators directly under your feet. Exactly. Or you're, like, eating a piece of chicken, and you're watching them dangle the chicken over the... You're like, what if one comes up and... I don't know. You guys have really thought about this. Yeah, yeah. We think about these things. Uh, We're preppers. (laughs) We're preparing. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kiani Arroyo, we're so glad you could join us today. And uh, I find your story so fascinating. So I want to start from the beginning, if that's okay. Um, So you have two moms, and they decided they wanted to have a baby, you. And so Mm kind of tell us how how that decision-making went. Uh, So my mom was about 18 years old when she decided to move out. And she came down to Florida, and she's like, I'm ready to have a baby, and I'm not going to wait for anyone to tell me otherwise. So she went to a clinic. Picked a donor, and I was the first live birth that was recorded for that um, that donor number. And I didn't find any siblings until a couple years later. Um, my mom showed me a picture of a little boy around four years old, and she said, this is your brother. He had blonde hair and, like, brown eyes. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. But a little child's brain, you don't really 
yeah. connect so, that. So he was he was four years old, and how old were you at the time? Five. You were five. Yeah. So you were just a, so your mom kind of told you about this from the jump. Yeah. Like how everything went down. Right? Yeah. That is not the case for all people no. who use a donor, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't find out until they're 18 years old. Um, some people, the parents will wait until they're old enough to understand. Mm-hmm. My mom always told me from the beginning because obviously I always ask, you know, do I have a dad? And she's like, yeah. well, no, there's two moms. Um, she said she went to the doctor and the doctor gave her a seed and they planted the seed in her tummy and I grew up. That's appropriate uh, way to yeah, describe it for a five-year-old. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. yeah, but as you you know you got older, yeah, and you kind of realized what that what the, what it meant to plant the seed. Yeah, did it change your opinion about anything once you were old enough to understand what had actually happened? Yeah, I didn't really know how to feel towards a donor or the seed or a doctor or anything until I got older. Then she explained it to me again, and that at that time I was around. 10 maybe 11 and she handed me um the donor's profile so i was able to see all of his information his family history his personal essay about himself um oh wow they write essays about themselves mm -hmm. i didn't know that yeah they kind of like describe yourself in a paragraph essay and then she like the family history make sure the health history is clean mm-hmm. you kind of know the height the weight the eye color hair color those kind of characteristics yeah did she describe to you what it was about this particular donor you know there's a list of things but what yeah. was it that stood out about this one uh the biggest thing for her was the blood type she wanted to match the same blood type as her um so huh. she made sure that he was o positive so that i would be o positive I was not expecting that answer. That wasn't the last thing I thought you would say. <laughs> no, that was the very first she was, thing yeah, she, she looked, looked for. She looking for blood type. The very first thing. And then after that, she started looking for like green eyes and light hair. Um, because my mom has super dark eyes with curly hair. So she was like, I want more of a wavy white kind of hair. <laughs> That's yeah. And she got, and you have, I'm trying now I'm studying. You do have green eyes, don't you? I actually have one green and one hazel. Oh my goodness. And I blame that for um, being a test tube baby. That's a genetic genetic deformity. Um, Is that's yeah. a common thing if It's a common thing, yeah, but not super common among my siblings. Like I'm the only one that has it. Yeah, but uh, that's not a deformity. That's something. I, it's so I, I it's a mutation. Wow. Mutation. Yeah, mutation. yeah. yeah. Okay. that's the right like, That's definitely not a deformity. <laughs> You're gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So when you grow up and you know, okay, this is how I was born. Mm-hmm. And this is how I came into existence. Then do you start to wonder, well, I wonder, you know, you knew at five that you had a, a sibling who mm-hmm. was four years old. Did you then in your child brain think, are there any more? When did you start to question or ask? I started questioning when I was around 13 years old. Um, it didn't pass my mind because um, my second mom had two kids. So I had stepbrothers growing up. So it didn't bother me that I had, you know, other half siblings um, until like they moved out and I was by myself again. And then I met my first half siblings. Um, they were three-year-old twin girls and they came down to Orlando on vacation to go to Disney and I live here so I was like hey I can join you guys and meet siblings for the first time and once I did you know I didn't feel any pressure because they're only three years old so you know they didn't understand they just their mom was like yeah this is your sister you know no half siblings or anything no donor or anything it was just 
pure sister and mm -hmm. they immediately like grabbed to my hip they wanted me to hold them the whole time hold their hands go with them sit with them on the rides things like that mm -hmm. so I got to feel like being a big sister with them and that basically sparked my interest to meet the rest of them wow, wow. yeah that had to be a nice feeling yeah, it was. So so your mom starts, she, obviously she took an interest in who mm -hmm. your siblings were. How was she able to find these other siblings that you have? It started with the donor sibling registry. So when you have a kid from a donor from a clinic, you're able to register them online using the donor's number, profile number, and register that live birth. So when she registered me, she found other moms who also registered their kids, and they kind of contact each other through Facebook. So they made a private Facebook page and of all, like all the moms that have kids and they'll post pictures of their kids and where they live and in like growth spurts and like questions like, oh, my kid has this. Does your kid do this? And oh, you know, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's very cool, though. All the moms kind of like compare the kids. Most of like more than half of our siblings have dimples. So they all love posting pictures with dimples. I and, don't. And it's that, yeah, you don't have dimples, mm -mm. but you did get a green eye. Yeah. It's, that is fascinating to compare. Have you learned anything about genetics? Like by, by seeing like what your siblings look like? And nature, versus, nature versus nurture is a very big deal in seeing all of this. Um, it actually really fascinates me. But I haven't taken any like genetics classes or anything. But one of my siblings actually is. Okay, he wants so, to be but, a geneticist. Yeah. Besides the dimple, are, are some of you, do you have a, like a, a different kind of talent that runs in the family as well? Yeah. A lot of them are very musically inclined. Um, one of my siblings plays piano beautifully by ear. Um, oh. Another one plays the saxophone. I have, it's just like there's a whole many uh, different artistic talents. There's a lot of them that do drawing and painting. They do scout... Um, what do you do with the clay? Sculpting. Oh, sculpting. sculpting. Mm -hmm. And um, they're into photography. And it's just a lot of, everything's more artistically inclined than anything else. Yeah. Do you have any of those talents as well? I do paint. I used to um, play piano growing up. Oh my Taught myself. I didn't really? take any classes. So, okay. And so uh, the donor. So I'm mm -hmm. sure people are listening to this wondering if, you know who this person is, mm -hmm. which you do. You have been able to meet him, but he doesn't kind of want his name out there. So, mm -hmm. so we'll avoid that or any identifying things. Is he musically talented or so, is, are you guys getting this from him? I would imagine, right? He's actually a photographer. Um, so we do get that from him and his, I think his brother plays the piano and um, I mean, his whole family, they're all art artsy basically mm -hmm. yeah. his mom is an artist so i would say like my donors my grandmother is an artist oh that's goodness. where we get it all from and she also has um blonde hair and blue eyes and at least half of our siblings are blonde hair and blue eyes okay wow. yeah it's very dominant right mm -hmm. so you met him three years ago yes and you can't uh, you we already established you can't identify or who he is yeah tell us a little bit about how that meeting went so when I first met him, um, he was actually down here in Orlando on a job, and I was able to go meet him at his hotel. And um, basically, I drove over there to go pick him up, and we were going to go to Universal to hang out for the day. And when I got there, there was no parking, so I, ha I had my car parked in the front of the lobby, and I had a guy from ballet kind of just watch it while I went inside to find this person and take him in and when I walked in I was like okay I don't, there's a lot of 
adult males down here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, um, I know what he looks like, but not really because it's the first time I'm meeting him. And I was super nervous because I didn't know whether or not to shake his hand. Do I hug him? Do I not touch him at all? Personal yeah. space. Um, but eventually he found me. He opened up his arms to me, gave me a hug. And it was like it brought my anxiety levels down. Mm-hmm. And I was able to calm down. And, you know, it was really awkward sitting next to him, kind of just figuring out, like, you know, what does he want for me? What does he expect for me? And he basically asked me the same thing. Like, I hope you don't have any expectations about me. You know, I'm not just walking in and becoming an instant father. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just a, I'm just a donor and I'm here to, you know, answer any questions that you have or things like that. And I was like, how did you feel about that statement? I don't mind it because I wasn't expecting him to be a father either. Yeah. You know, it's not an instant parent. It's just someone who helped create you sure i'm trying to think as a guy you know uh, what that would be like like i i don't did he say why because it's kind of unusual i guess to be a sperm donor for yeah. and i don't know if you have to donate a significant amount <laughs> to, test to father all these kids but uh, what like did he say why he did it why he was interested in it? he said that he did it while he was in college um to help with the payments of college because it's expensive. Okay. Um, And they basically, the company itself asked him to come back and donate more because he was a um, top selling donor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh my God. It's like Amazon top seller. Put that on my, (laughs) put that on my headstone. Top selling donor. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. So they, <laughs> we don't know how many siblings there could be because the fact that they, it's frozen donations um, and they've kept it for 21 years. So, I mean, I have a sibling that's one year old right now and I'm the oldest being 21. No oh my god! So it's still. It's still out there. It could go on wow. for a very long time. And you're up to, is it 46 right now? 46 right 46. now. Okay. Tell me a little bit about what it has been like calling them or trying to get to know them have some of them been reluctant at first yeah um i had two twin sisters i just found about two years ago and they didn't know that they were donor conceived until they turned 18 and their grandmother told them so for them it was two completely opposite reactions one of them wanted to get away from their family and go meet all their siblings and go meet the donor and want to know about the other half of them. Whereas the other twin was like, that's not true. My dad is my father. And like, they grew up with a mom and dad. So um, for her, it was like, you're not my sister. I don't want to get to know you. I don't want to meet you or anything. Um, But after a while, she warmed up to me and she's actually uh, wanting to be more involved now and wanting to meet other siblings, and that took two years. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so how have you been able to wrangle, because you're kind of the spark for yeah. this. You have gotten everybody together. You're all about this. Mm-hmm. And so how have you, like technology, is it this Facebook page, or is Pretty it a much. bunch of different research that you've had to get in to find these folks? So it started out with the Facebook. I joined the Facebook group for the moms. Um, and then I started like contacting the older siblings um, and I would text them every now and then and kind of figure out like when can we meet up, who's going to go where. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made a lot of trips up north. There's about nine siblings in Massachusetts and there's like two in Maine. Um, so I've done several trips up to Massachusetts and Maine to go meet them. Um, most recent one being I just met one sibling in August and I had planned to take him with me to go meet the donor 
and four siblings were like, oh, you're going to meet the donor, I want to come too. And we all met at the same time for the first wow. time. Wow. And so the donor is, he realizes there's a lot of his, yeah. his you know, biological <laughs> Top kids selling seed. <laughs> and, and what does he think? Was he surprised that there were so many of you? He's very, very overwhelmed, which yeah. is why he wants to stay private and sure. doesn't want to be out there because of the fact that there are so many and that it's a lot of, um, a lot of emotions that he's going to have to deal with all these kids contacting him as they get older and you know he wants he takes that very seriously and he wants to be able to be there for all of us but at the same time like he There's needs no to take way. a step back yeah. and, and then you've got the other fa the families who raised them mm -hmm. that you don't want to like intrude that's yeah. that would be i guess it's kind of a weird thing like i could see being a college kid and being like okay well let's uh, get a little extra money here and oh i'm popular great and then you know <laughs> 18 years popular. later you have a whole <laughs> legion of you know kids like hey can i get to know you can i yeah. uh, that is just so i'm it's such an interesting situation. Basically, when I contacted him, he said that he completely forgot that he donated back then. Oh so gosh. I just kind of popped up out of the blue. I'm like, hey, I'm your daughter. And like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Well, he, he knows now. <laughs> yeah. Many times over. And, you know, you are a college student. Mm -hmm. You said that your classmates had no idea <laughs> that you were this unique. Tell me yeah. a little bit about that. Uh, it's technically, it's something that I... When you do a get to know you, every, every time you start a new class, like, oh, name three things that people don't know about you. And that's usually like the, the one I say for last, like the kicker, oh, yeah. leave people hanging. <laughs> but like, yeah, I have different colored eyes. I have two moms. Oh, and I have 46 siblings. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> like, what? Like, Wait, Hold on. Yeah, yeah it, it really, it blows people away sometimes. And it makes me feel more unique because it's a different story than that a lot of people hear about. Yeah, you know, I, I'm one of 15 kids, which means nothing to you. Right <laughs> anyway. Big deal. Yeah, exactly. And people are sometimes, they are rude with their questions. Mm -hmm. For me, you know, I had the same parents They were married for 57 years. Mm -hmm. What's one of the rudest things maybe someone has asked you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they. I've had someone ask me, like, have you started dating any of your brothers yet? And, <gasps> I'm like that's that's, well, that's really weird. weird. Yes. Yeah. See, I knew I knew there was yeah, something like that. Yeah, she knew there was one in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I've been called a test tube baby. I've been called a science experiment. Things like that. Oh, um, I try not to let it bother me though. Yeah. You <laughs> seem to have a very good. I'm curious. Like, say you had a magic wand and you could be, you could wave it and just be like everybody else, and or you would keep this amazing story you have. What? What would you do? I think I would keep it. Yeah. I like being a big sister. I like having a different family. Not, it's not a normal thing to have. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's being having an extended family means I get to go places and meet people and it's have places to go. Like if I wanted to go up to Massachusetts, I can stay with one of my sisters and, you know, spend a weekend with them, get to know them. And I don't know. It's just that sense of you know, I'm never going to be alone. I'll always have someone there to talk to. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you were an only child be yeah. before this, so right? So I get like the best of both worlds. I got my own bedroom. You know, <laughs> I don't have to share my clothes with anyone. <laughs> I can go out with my siblings. So it's fine. Yeah, that's great. And you are going to start a family of your own soon. By that, I mean you're getting married soon. Yeah. In 13 months. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And do you want a large family? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking 46 large, but... I'm hoping maybe one or two kids at the most. Um, but I always, you know, I always try to be careful because of the fact that I do have so many siblings. Like, 
the fact that someone asked me, have you dated one of your brothers? I'm always worried about what one of my kids end up dating one of their cousins. Oh, I never thought so, of that. Yeah. You, no. uh, so, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of how you would discover that or how you would avoid that. Um, I've had a few siblings do DNA tests. Um, but for the most part, it's just me knowing who my siblings are and mm-hmm. knowing who their kids are, yeah. which is why I've been created an Instagram so that everyone can see who their siblings are and we can watch them grow up and know who they are, know where they live and know the current things that are happening in their lives. Like one of my sisters actually does have a baby now, a one year old baby. So now all of us know, okay, she has a daughter. So watch out for that event. Be on the lookout. Yeah. 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 And and now, do you think the donor would ever want to meet any of his biological grandkids? grandkids? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> That's either. a good like, question oh, to ask. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, I almost want to know. I know you can't reveal anything about him. Like, is he married? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know. I was like, I want to know all about this guy. And now, and now that you, we can't that, know, I really want to know. It just complicates things. Like, yeah. if he were married and then started his family with, a, yeah. you know, someone else. And then he comes home, oh, honey, by the way, when I was in college, uh, uh, happened. a few kids out there. Yeah, no, that's, I'm honestly very lucky that he doesn't have a family. Um, well, on, not a good thing, but for good for me, at least, yeah, because sure. of the fact that, you know, people would tell him, you know, not to do meet us or not oh, to gosh. continue to get to know us or be involved with us like yeah we're complicated I've heard of other donor conceived children try to contact their donor and their donor put a restraining order on them because their wife and kids didn't mm-hmm. want them to contact them mm-hmm. and so I, you know that's a hard like shutdown yeah. to feel rejected by your yeah, of course. And you're just curious. You just want to yeah. know who you are and just want to, you know, yeah. have eye contact with mm-hmm. them. Have you found out, like, when you meet them, we talked about some of the, the talents that mm-hmm. you guys shared. Do you look similar? Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, it's funny because we took a side-by-side photo of me and my six siblings back in August. And I'm honestly the only Hispanic one out of my 46 siblings so I look super dark next to them but we all have the same facial features really yeah that is so funny so, like, so. I look like the brown one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be the yeah. brown sheep of the family yeah that's, call you. that's just the way it goes but yeah. you're also it sounds like the spark of the family mm-hmm. who's getting everybody together which I think is wonderful yeah, it, it's it, funny you say sheep because our donor calls us his ducklings oh really <laughs> yeah he doesn't feel too detached to call us his offspring, but not close enough to call us his kids. So yeah. he calls us his ducklings. Well, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. You know, ducklings. Those are cute. I, I just imagine, that, you know, the 46 people duckling. behind. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've turned into a swan, young no, lady. Yes. Thank you. Oh my uh, well, I think this is fascinating, and I thank you so much for coming on this yeah, show. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I guess my last question, kind of, I guess, as we're seeing sperm donation kind of played out in your life, mm-hmm. if there's somebody out there who was thinking about this and wondering, if I do this, will my kids turn out okay, you know, or would this be a weird situation for them to grow up And what, what would you say to them? Well, I, there's no regulation as to who can be a parent and who can't be a parent. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how adoptions laws, they, they have people come check the house and make sure that it's a good living condition and the yeah. good parents that will be able to take care of a child. Like, they don't have that for donor uh, kids, yeah. like I would say. So, I mean, you never know who that child's going to end up with or how they're going to be raised mm-hmm. or where they're going to be raised. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a gamble. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's 
going to families who want to have kids that they're willing to go the extra mile to have that kid so um eventually hopefully they'll be okay mm-hmm. um i can't say that for everyone but most from at least for my for family you, everyone has been yeah. wonderfully raised you seem like someone who has been raised with a lot of love in your life yeah, so definitely yeah. you got a big i smile. feel like that is the most important factor regardless yeah. of a- anything however else. it happens yeah however mm-hmm. it happens and i'm so glad that you happened yeah. and that we got a chance to meet you you really are delightful well thank you for having me right. and tell your donor i want to have a beer with him oh, God. Um, I'm done. and i don't even drink so <laughs> i'm right. calling you <laughs> Kiani, thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. I'm Matt Austin. I'm Ginger Gadsden. Have a great one. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was awesome. That was perfect. Good job. Thank you.